Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this Forbes feature HCI podcast episode, I explore the recent Forbes video, Four Ways to Lead a Remote Team Successfully. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to be with you again today for this Forbes feature HCI podcast episode. Today, I'll be exploring the recent Forbes video, Four Ways to Lead a Remote Team Successfully. Several months into America's massive remote work experiment, managers and employers are still finding their feet. From data security concerns to work-life blend, it's been a major adjustment for everyone. Now the dust is settling and the workforce will never be the same again. If these past few months have found you managing a newly remote team, you'll likely discovered new ways to engage your employees, maybe along with some ways not to. But the best leaders never stop growing and the remote workplace is wide open for innovation. Thanks for joining me and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip. After a year of working from home, the American workforce is starting to make it work. In fact, remote work is really on its way to becoming part of the norm. If this past year has found you managing a newly remote team, then you may have discovered that this is not as easy as it looks. So here are four ways that you can not only lead your remote teams, but how you can push them further and faster towards a stronger company culture. There's no doubt about it. The pandemic really put a lot of people on their back foot as they were trying to pivot and almost overnight move to remote work arrangements for the vast majority of their employees. Now, certainly this didn't apply to everybody and there were industries that weren't hit as hard and there were uh, certain types of jobs and certain employees that still continued to work uh, in face-to-face settings, frontline front employees, uh, for example. But a lot of workers moved to remote work and have maintained that that approach for the better part of the year, uh, going on even 14 months or more. And I know that I've been in that same boat, uh, as many of you listening to this podcast. We have all been dealing with remote work. And certainly there are a lot of benefits to it, and we've explored many of those benefits in previous episodes. Uh, But there's also a lot of challenges. And one of the challenges is how to manage a remote team. So it's one thing when I'm just trying to figure out as an employee how to be effective as I'm working remotely or as I'm checking in with my boss uh, or if I'm leading just a really small group. uh, You know, there's challenges there, but but it may not be the most difficult thing in the world to just do virtual check-ins. But when we're doing, uh, when we're managing a remote team, a completely remote team that spread across the country or even the world, people 
working all over the place, there are a lot of challenges. So in this short video, he will be laying out several important points and tips on what you can be thinking about as you're trying to lead effectively in a remote environment and working with remote teams. And not just to be able to get by, not just to be able to, to survive, but to thrive and to really grow into and innovate within this remote space where we can drive effective and dynamic, healthy and safe organizational cultures. Number one, the basics. Connectivity, communication. Lastly, culture. As you strive to embrace the new normal, emphasize the benefits, capabilities, and efficiencies that came along with it. As we're trying to effectively lead remote teams, we do need to focus on the basics. So for example, regular open and transparent communication, being able to focus on the benefits of remote work and how that provides balance and autonomy and flexibility to our employees. And ultimately, as we can focus on the basic elements and reinforce those over time and help our people remember what those are, especially when, when things get a little bit more dicey and difficult uh, and challenging and if there's some sort of internal conflict that has to be dealt with, uh, come back to the basics again and again, and that can get you a long way. Second, have trust. Trust unleashes people to do their very best work. Why? Because they want to. So in leading people, you need to keep up morale, but you need to trust in a way that allows people to put forth their best efforts. Trust in any work environment is absolutely essential. It's a bedrock upon which successful leadership is built. And if we're going to have meaningful and sustainable relationships that are healthy, we need to build them upon trust. I think not only is it important in a traditional face-to-face -face work environment, it's probably even more important to have developed trust with your people when they're working remotely. Nobody likes to be micromanaged. And it's, you know, you, when you're in a physical office space, you can walk by kind of casually, nonchalantly walk by someone's office just to do kind of visual check-ins every now and then without being too invasive and feel, you know, them feeling like you're micromanaging them. And it probably doesn't erode trust. In a virtual setting, though, you have to be very deliberate about when you check in. And it can seem a little bit like micromanaging, depending on how you approach it. And so while check-in is important and you want to have regular one-on-ones and you do want to make sure that your people understand they can touch base with you if and when they have questions, we don't want to overdo it and come across as though we don't trust our people as though we really are just checking up on them constantly every day. Uh, set out objectives, make assignments, give them a clear vision of what they need to be accomplishing, and then let them loose. Trust in them and help them earn and develop that trust in you over time, and it'll become a mutually reciprocal kind of a thing where ultimately you will trust them more, they will trust you more, and you'll have a stronger work relationship because of it. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. 
Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Thirdly, build strategies for day-to-day success. Make sure that you are setting specific tasks and deadlines. Don't be vague. Keep it specific, keep it focused on where the end game is, and make sure that they're attainable each day and can be met. Focusing on daily tasks that need to be performed and then unleashing your people to be able to perform them without micromanaging is really important. It feeds off of the trust we just talked about, and really it's a matter of mutual accountability. If you can set clear expectations for your people, help them understand how they're going to be measured and evaluated, and ultimately then support them in achieving and reaching for and towards those those measures and being successful in their day-to-day work, then everyone's happy. I don't care when someone's working. I don't even care how long they work, if they're productive and if they get stuff done. If... Everything I've asked them to do, they have done, and they've done it well, and they've even gone above and beyond what I've asked and brought their unique insights and their unique uh, creativity to the tasks. I'm going to be thrilled, and I don't actually care if they did it at midnight, two in the morning, uh, if they only work six hours instead of eight hours. I don't really care. I just want them to be productive, and that all starts with you as the leader and how you communicate expectations and hold them accountable. Finally, allow for self-management. Though they're adapting very quickly, younger workers today in particular are struggling with this fully work-from-home schedule. So one of the critical skills that we can help develop is self-management. Especially for our newer employees, our younger employees that are still getting their feet wet and trying to learn what it means to work in a professional setting, The skills around self-management are really important. So we need to be able to coach and mentor our people, especially our younger employees, so that they can understand what that looks like. They can understand and start to learn more about themselves and how they can be most effective and efficient during the workday. Like I just mentioned in the previous clip, I, I don't care when someone works. I don't necessarily even care how they work. But what I do care about is that they are productive and effective and that they get things done. And everyone works a little bit differently. Uh, And just because something works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for someone else. And so just explore that with them. Help them to set goals. Help them to self-reflect on what's working and what's not working. And help them over time to learn to self-manage, to set goals, to work towards achieving them. And ultimately, over time, uh, everyone will be happy with the way performance is being done even in a remote setting because 
we've learned how to effectively self-manage and then manage uh, a team of remote workers who are all self-managing on their own. Managers are finding that the skills that they're developing now to lead their teams remotely will serve them for the rest of their careers. So not only will you grow as a manager, but also you will forge the skills necessary in your teams to truly be a remote workforce. Whether we like it or not, the pandemic has pushed us towards what people have called the new normal. It has accelerated us towards the uh, adoption of these disruptive technologies, including remote work technologies. And this isn't going to go away anytime soon. People are going to get vaccinated. People are going to return to physical office spaces in a hybrid environment. But the way it was is never going to be the way it will be in the future. Things have permanently shifted. The landscape has changed. And so we need to learn how to effectively manage remote teams. Now, in this short Forbes video, they laid out four basic ideas that you can start to do. And if, if you do it consistently uh, and follow those tips, uh, it'll make a big difference. Uh, you'll start to see impact. Now, certainly there are other uh, things that we can focus on. There are other uh, topics that could be explored in relation to effectively managing remote workers and remote teams. Uh, but start here. It's a good place to start. And then over time, as you learn to self-manage and start and learn to critically self-reflect on what's working and what's not working, you can find that balance and calibrate with your team. Find what is working for you. Uh, what works for other teams may not work this exact same for you, and that's okay. It doesn't mean you're a bad leader. It just means that the context is different and everyone has to kind of figure it out for themselves. The important thing is that we're constantly striving to learn. We're constantly striving to grow and that we, as we adopt that kind of a growth mindset, we can lean into the uncertainty of this post-pandemic world that we're moving into, that we can lean into the uncertainty of a distributed and remote workforce and that we can lean into the challenges and the opportunities that are awaiting for us as we continue into the future of work. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. As always, I hope you stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.